In the name of the one who came and lived among us, amen. Amen. Well, dear ones, Merry Christmas. Oh, how sweet it is to gather in this place on this special night where we celebrate the gift that came to us in the form of Jesus. I'll begin with a story. In my family as a child, we always had living Christmas trees. They were always live. And for most of the time, we as a family would go to a parking lot that was full of trees and pick out a pre-cut tree. But one year, my dad and his brothers decided that they wanted to find the perfect tree, so they were going to go out and do that themselves. Now, based on the amount of debris that was caught in the limbs of these trees, I'm pretty sure that being the West Virginia timbermen that they are, that they went out into a forest and cut it down themselves. And then they drug it out of the woods. When they got home with the tree, I remember us watching as they attached the stand, the tree stand, to the base of the tree. And then my dad and his brothers began to lift it up. And it didn't take long for us to make the calculations that something wasn't going to add up. (laughs) But my dad, he's a good man, so I hope he doesn't hear this story. My dad, being the committed and confident person that he is, had his brothers help him as he heaved the tree up, and they began to push and push until they were able to wedge the top of the tree between the ceiling because the tree was too tall. (laughs) Despite all of their work, despite going out as a, a team of brothers and having the best intentions in mind, Despite the hiking and the the cutting of the tree and the the dragging it out of the forest, our tree that year was far from perfect. We couldn't even put a topper on the tree. You see, my friends, later in the service, we will have the lights dim and we'll sing together uh, ever so sweetly, Silent Night, Holy Night. And while it is undoubtedly true that the night in which God slipped into the world in the form of a baby was holy, yes, that night when God came in human flesh to live among us as one of us, that night was indeed a holy night. And maybe somewhere between the cries of a newborn and the braying of donkeys, maybe there was some silence in there too. But I want to be clear, my friends, that as majestic and picturesque as the song may lead us to believe, that night was so far from idyllic and perfect. First of all, going into labor while on the back of a camel or a donkey, that was not a part of Mary's birth plan. Now, I can't tell you for sure what was in this perfectly constructed birth plan of hers, but I'm also quite sure that giving birth in a barn was not on that plan either. And then there's Joseph. He takes his wife slash girlfriend slash fiance. It's awkward. It is. 
He takes her very pregnant to his hometown, where his relatives live, where his people are. And they don't make room for him. Never mind the fact that the inn was full. That's not really all that important. What would have been perfect that night is if Joseph's own family had welcomed in him and his fiancé slash girlfriend slash wife. But that's not what happened, my friends, because that night was so, so far from perfect. Mary, this young teenage girl, gives birth to her first child, and there is no mention of a midwife or her mother or auntie or bestie. No one of those, not one of those, was present to care for her that night. Friends, She didn't even have clothes for that baby. Because in Mary's mind, Jesus wasn't supposed to come into the world in this way. The word made flesh, the the promised child, the goodness and holiness, the son of God, surely he would make his arrival in the most perfect of manner and not come into a world That was full of so much mess, because if you've been in a barn, you know there's a lot of mess. But dear ones, the fact that God with us arrives into a messy and chaotic world, a world in which a tyrant reigned and mass genocide was commonplace, the fact that God in flesh arrive to parents who didn't have their stuff together enough to even give him a proper place to sleep. That fact, dear ones, is the gift for us to hold on to. The fact that God shows up in the most imperfect places and shows up for us the most imperfect of people. So my point here is to be okay with some imperfection, right? But I can see you. You've already managed to come in your perfect clothes, and you've managed to get here on time, and all those things of perfection. So I suspect that many of you, when you go home tomorrow, you will make sure that your dinner comes out. It's all well-timed, so everything is perfect, and nothing is cold when it's served. That's true for y'all, right? And I know that you all have already, many of you have already done your shopping and you've picked the perfect gift for every one of your loved ones. And your tree, unlike the tree that I grew up with, probably most likely is perfect and fits very well in your space. But my friends, I've lived long enough. And perhaps today during the prelude has taught us, if anything, that as much as we plan, As perfect as our plans may be, oftentimes the imperfect shows up. And I want to encourage you this day, and as you go forth into Christmas Day, that you look for how God shows up in the midst of the messiness, in the midst of the imperfection. Because that is the promise that God gives us. That when God showed up in that manger with all those animals, God said, this is holy, and I can show up in your house too. And I can show up in your heart too. 
no matter how imperfect you may feel. In fact, I want to encourage you tomorrow when inevitably something goes as you did not plan, I want to encourage you to pause for a moment and see how Jesus, how Christ is right there in that unexpected mess. And may that be the reminder that that is what Christmas Christmas is about. It's not about perfection. But in fact, it's about the fact that God loved us enough to come into the midst of our imperfection. Amen. Amen.